Connecting Lasting Love podcast presented by CoachingWithFroy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithFroy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of the Attracting Lasting Love podcast. I am your host, Roy Biancolana, and let's just jump right in with a phrase that is sort of a cliche that many people think and believe and say, and that is trying to find your life partner in today's dating environment is like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Okay, so perhaps you've said it unquestionably, you've heard it, and my guess is there's a big part of you that says, yeah, that, that's kind of what it's like, right? Especially the online thing and everything, right? So it's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. Okay, so believe it or not, I am not going to argue with you that that's not true. I mean, we could talk about the scarcity mindset and so forth, but there's no need to. In fact, I grant you that. I grant you that finding your life partner is as difficult as finding a little tiny little metal needle in a giant haystack. Okay? But of course you do want to find your needle, right? And yet it's buried in that haystack. Uh, And so how do you do that? Well, let me offer a couple of ideas on this about how you can find your needle in a haystack. Well, the first way, and the reason the phrase sort of makes sense, is that to find your needle in the giant haystack, you're going to have to get on your hands and knees And you're going to have to sift through every single piece of hay in order to find your needle, right? You're going to have to have some device that you can put the hay on and to sift the hay and, you know, and to find your needle. And it's, it could take you forever, right? And it's probably going to be messy you're going to get dirty, you're going to be exhausted, you're going to face a lot of disappointment, you may find a lot of things that look like your needle, but in the end, it doesn't turn out to be your needle, it's just another piece of hay, right? So that's the first way, if, 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 if finding your partner is like looking for your needle in a haystack, well then you just got to jump in the haystack and you have to go through it all and, 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 hope, and hope to find it. And again, that will just take you forever, all right? But there's another way to find a needle in a haystack. Do you know what it is? Now, think about this. What if I told you that I would give you $1 billion if you could find, but you, 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 you would have to find the needle in the haystack within one minute? <laughs> now, start thinking about that. For $1 billion, you got to find a needle in a haystack 
within one minute, what would you do? Would you get on your hands and knees and start to sift through all of the hay? No, because you can never do it in a minute, right? What if you got a really big, strong magnet? (laughs) Huh? It's like cheating. What if you got a really big, strong magnet and all you had to do, you don't have to touch the hay. You don't have to dig through it and sift through it and, you know, sniff it and get it all over you. And it won't take any time at all. All you have to do is wave the magnet over the haystack and the magnet will suck the needle right out of it and have it come clinging into your magnet. Do you follow me? All you have to do is have a really strong magnet and wave it over the haystack, and voila, you found your needle in a haystack. Yes, I am here to tell you that that is exactly what you can do as you try to find your needle in a haystack. Oh man, you can get on your hands and knees and get dirty and you can sift through all the men and the women online. You know, people say it's a numbers game, right? Oh, it's a numbers game. Well, what does that mean? It just means you have to sift through all the hay. You got to kiss a bunch of frogs, right? You just got to go through a lot of partners and a lot of heartache and a lot of disappointment and a lot of bizarre situations and all this. You just, you just got to sift through the hay, and then maybe someday, nobody tells you when, but maybe someday you are going to find the needle. Finally. Well, you might be 80 years old by then. All right? Or you could say, is there a way for me to move magnetically in the world to the point where I don't have to sift through anything? All I have to do is just show up, just be in the world. And my magneticness will draw my needle to me without effort, without time, skipping all the dirt and the disappointment and the, you know, the ridiculous things that happen. Wouldn't that be great if you didn't have to sift through the numbers game? And you could simply activate your magnetism and draw your partner to yourself. Now, I know what you're thinking. Roy, that sounds really great. I mean, that's a great analogy. That's a nice little hook. But that's bullshit. All right? It doesn't work that way. You're just trying to sell me something. You're you're another one of these spiritual teachers that, you know, it's your way of growing your business or whatever. All right, you can have that opinion. If you do, you probably want to sign off. But what if I'm right? What if this isn't a sales gimmick? What if this isn't some way to get you to buy a book or work with me privately? What if I'm telling you the exact truth that you don't have to look for the needle in the haystack? All you got to do is walk by it with your magnetism and your your needle will be drawn to you. Well, that is my premise. I've seen it happen in so many people's lives. I've seen it happen in my life. It really is true. There are, you know, two different ways to try to find your partner. 
You can do it through all your effort and all your energy and sift through the hay. Or you can ask yourself, how can I become so magnetic that all I got to do is be in the world and my partner will be drawn to me effortlessly? (laughs) All right. Do I have you? Are you interested in this? Because I'm going to give you some very practical things on how to activate the kind of magnetism that you need in order to attract your particular needle. Now, here's the first thing I got to say, though. What kind of needle do you want? All right? I mean, there are all kinds of magnets that draw all kinds of different metals. I think so, anyway. If not, just work with me on this. I don't know how far this analogy will go in real life, but what kind of needle are you looking for? And I would suggest to you that there are basically, and this is very general, very broad stroke here, there are basically two kinds of needles, you know, two kinds of partners. It doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman. It doesn't matter, you know, what gender you're looking for. Um, there are people who are deep, and there are people who are shallow. You know, those might not be the great, great words because they, they may sound judgmental. And I, I really don't mean them that way. But the first thing I want to do before I talk to you about how to become so magnetic that you can find your needle on a haystack without doing anything, I first have to give you a little lesson in evolutionary biology and evolutionary psychology because It will help you understand what kind of magnetism you need in order to attract the kind of needle that you want. All right? So, all right. So, just for a second here, I want you to think with me a little bit. I want you to think about a little bit of what's called evolutionary psychology or or really evolutionary biology also. And that is, think about our ancestors, You know, men and women, 75,000 to 100,000 years ago. I mean, way back. I don't mean like 75 years ago or 100 years ago, like as old as your grandmother or something. No, I'm talking about 75,000 years ago, 100,000 years ago. Back when, when the human race was cavemen, cavewomen, we were tribal, okay? What was the issue that they faced every day? It was survival, wasn't it? I mean, way back when, that was their concern every single day. It was survival. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, back in the day, right, they didn't, they didn't have houses and hotels and, you know, and all kinds. They lived outside. And so they were, their survival was in jeopardy because, first of all, weather, Right, A terrible, terrible cold winter, and they could die. Or floods, or terrible heat waves, droughts, these kind of things. Okay, So our ancestors were very primitive, and they were like, we need to survive. And so one of the dangers that, they, that was just a part of life was surviving the weather. A second thing was surviving animals. 
Right? I can make a joke here and you'll smile immediately when I say lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. Right? You and I smile at that. We think of the Wizard of Oz. Because the only time we really ever deal with lions and tigers and bears is when we go to the zoo. But that wasn't the case for our ancestors 75,000 years ago. Behind any bush could have been a lion, a tiger, or a bear. So their survival was at stake because of they lived among wild animals. Okay? Now feel that. Feel the, what it would be like. You have to survive the crazy weather and what it would be like to go to sleep at night. And if you hear something, you don't wake up thinking, did I leave the television on? <laughs> no, you hear something in the middle of the night and you say, is that a bear that's going to eat me? Okay? So the intensity of the survival instinct. And then lastly, there were other tribes that threatened your survival. Other tribes would make war with you. They would come and try to take your resources. And the other tribes would mostly come to try to take, do you know what? They wanted to take the women. And why would they want to take the women? Because women make babies. And one of the ways that you survive, the one of the ways that you were strong, the one of the ways you could sort of uh, survive challenges from other tribes or even animals or even the weather and the elements was to have so many children that you were equipped. You have little warriors. And then if you had little girl babies, you had more girls to make more babies. Do you follow me? So this survival thing that is woven into our DNA, okay, this... The survival instinct is still in us, right? Mostly it comes out through ego survival, right? Psychological survival. But there still is that physical survival thing going on inside of us that we have just by evolution have inherited from our ancestors. It's not all bad. It's not a bad thing to be looking for trouble, to be wondering if there is something that's going to be dangerous, Right? But here's what I want to talk to you about. Think about being a woman 75,000 years ago. Who would you find yourself attracted to? Or who would you want to be with? What kind of partner would you be looking for to have a family and make babies? Wouldn't you be looking for someone who had resources? power, and position in the tribe? Why? Because the stronger the man you had, the more resources he had, the more power and prestige and position he had, the better he could provide and protect you and your babies. So now do you see why women are attracted to men who have money? I know we don't live like cavemen and women anymore, but the security factor is still there. The normal, natural, feminine person is just attracted to men of power, of position, men who have resources. 
as much as women might be feminists and they can provide for themselves and take care of themselves, and that's great and that's wonderful, there is still deep in their DNA, in their biology, in their deep psychology, a sense that I want a man who can provide and protect. I want to be with someone who has resources. And so you get women who are attracted sometimes to older men because older men mean usually they have more money, they have more power, they have more position, they have more prestige. Now, what if you were a man 75,000 years ago or 100,000 years ago? What kind of woman would you be interested in? Now, remember, you know, the uh, average length of life, the lifespan back then was probably, what, 25 or 30 years old. I mean, some people lived older. A lot of people died younger because of weather and animals, tribal warfare, right? So, So the average age of a person might be 25, 30 years old, okay? And you recognize that if you want to survive as a man, you need a good-sized tribe. You need lots of warriors to fight off animals, to fight off other tribes. So don't you have the instinct to make as many babies as you possibly can? Of course. And with whom? Wouldn't you want the youngest woman possible who has the greatest number of years to make babies, right? You don't want some 35-year-old woman. She might just have, you know, three, four, five years to make babies. You want the 14-year-old, the 15-year-old, because she's got 20 years, if, if you protect her, 20 years to grow your tribe, to give you more little warriors and other girls to make more babies, Because the more people you have, the better your chance of survival. And so you wonder why men are attracted to younger women. And you wonder why men like sexual variety. And they want multiple partners. And they have a tendency, even if they're in a happy relationship, to be very tempted to cheat or to stray. Do do, do you see what I'm saying now? So this explains why men want younger women and why they have a tendency to want a lot of sexual variety. And it explains why women want older men with money. Do you get me? Now that is our base psychology and our base biology. And it exists in all of us. I don't care how evolved you are. I don't care how spiritual you are. I can just tell you, I'm a pretty evolved guy. And when I see an 18-year-old girl, let me tell you, I can feel that in my body. There is something in me that wants her. There's something in me that's attracted to her. I mean, there is no basis of me having a relationship with an 18-year-old girl. We, we have nothing in common. I'm 61. We couldn't have a conversation. We were of vastly different generations, but I'm not talking about that. There's just a physical, biological, and deep psychological attraction to a young, fertile woman. You get me? And I don't care if you're a woman 
and you make a half a million dollars a year and you are smarter than every other man you meet and you are taking care of yourself, you see a man with money and position and power and you are attracted to that versus a man who might be, you know, very present, you know, very emotionally and relationally settled and stable and secure, but maybe he doesn't have a job. Maybe, you know, he doesn't have any resources. And so there isn't, there isn't the same attraction that that is there. Okay, so I give you all of that background to say that on one level, your needle in a haystack, if you are sort of coming from the normal perspective, right? I mean, I don't know if I can make this point strongly enough. We all have the caveman in us. And I hate to even use that term because it sounds so pejorative. It sounds so negative. No, I'm not saying this is negative at all. I'm just saying we all have the survival instinct. It's there. And if that survival instinct is running your life, and it might be running unconsciously, one of the ways you know is that what you really want in a partner, if you're a woman, is a man with money. And one of the ways you know, if you're a guy, if your, your survival instinct is running your life, is that the main thing you want in a woman is for her to be young and beautiful. Okay? Those two attract each other. So if you're coming from your survival instinct and you're saying, man, it's, you know, I'm looking for a needle in a haystack. If you're a woman, what you're saying is I want a man of power who will provide and protect. Well, if that's true, then your strategy to attract him is to be young and beautiful. You follow me? I mean, you're, you're wanting a man who is wealthy, has resources, and can give you security. He can satisfy your security instinct. Well, if you want him, then what he's looking for is a, a woman to be very young and beautiful. So if you are young and beautiful, you can attract an older man with lots of money. <laughs> I guarantee you. We see it all the time. But if you're not really young and you're not conventionally beautiful, if, 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 if all of this is running your life, well, then you have to do everything in your power to be as beautiful as you can be. So you need to go out and get a boob job. You need to go out and get a facelift and get your lips done and get liposuction and get some butt implants. You need to make yourself as beautiful as you possibly can, perhaps even lie about your age, if you want to get a man who has money and position and power. Because he's that kind of man, if he's coming from his survival instinct, he's only looking for a woman who's younger and beautiful. And so if you're a guy and you're coming from your survival instinct, your natural state, okay? You're looking for a young, beautiful woman. I don't know how many men I talk to. 
I've never met a man who says, I want to meet a woman who's my age or older. I've just never talked to one. I'm sorry. Because most of us are just wrapped up in our biology. We're just living it out unconsciously. But most most of us are. So I've never I've never met a man that says, I, I, I don't care how old a woman is. I'm looking for depth out of her. I'm looking for her radiance. I'm looking for her consciousness. I'm I'm looking for for her heart. I'm not wrapped up in how young and pretty she is. Okay. Most men are. They want someone younger and prettier. So guys, if that's what you want, you better make a lot more money than you do now. If you want the young, beautiful woman, or you want that woman who might be a little bit older, but she is, you know, doing things to her body to make herself as physically appealing as possible, well, then you better have a lot of bucks in your pocket. Because big boobs and big bucks go together. They are the same biology. They're the same evolutionary survival instinct psychology. Does that make sense? So when when we talk about looking for your needle in a haystack, that's what I mean by, well, what kind of needle are you looking for? If you're in your survival instinct, if you are just being run by your biology and your evolutionary psychology, well then, yeah, guys want younger, pretty women and girls want men with money. So guys, make more money. That's how you find your needle. Buy really fancy houses and cars and jewelry and and flash it. Flash it around. You will magnetically attract younger women who simply want you to provide for them and protect them. But here's the danger, guys. She doesn't really love you. She just loves what you can give her, that you can satisfy her survival instinct. What happens when some guy comes along with more money than you? She's gone. She is absolutely gone because she's going to go to the tribal leader who has the most power the most resources. Again, I'm not judging anybody for this. I'm just helping you see the logic that if we are stuck in our biology, if a man wants to meet, you know, a young, beautiful woman, he better just, there's no strategy. Make a lot of money and you'll find her. But you have to worry about the fact that what happens when she bumps into that guy and he's got twice as much money as you. Okay? Now, it's the same way. Ladies, what kind of needle do you want? If, if, you know, if you just, if, if, if really what you want is a guy that's got money, that, that can provide security for you and sort of a kind of a protection for you, well, then you better be beautiful. And if you're not, you better do everything within your power to get beautiful. Because that kind of guy is not going to hook up with you if you aren't beautiful. Do you see that? Now, that may feel kind of ugly. And, of course, the other thing is also true. Um, yeah, you can make yourself as beautiful. You can lie about your age. You can get boob jobs and facelifts and do all the cosmetic surgery. But what happens when somebody younger and more beautiful comes along and bumps into your guy? You're out. 
Because the reason he's with you is because you're young and beautiful. But as soon as someone is younger and more beautiful, you're out. Don't we see that in the world? And don't we see women going from one man to another and they're upgrading because this guy's got more money and more power and more fame, more prestige? That's a big part of what's going on. So if your your you be if you want that if if you want if that's your needle then you don't have to go searching for it you become magnetic by being beautiful if you're a feminine person and by having lots of money if you're a masculine person that's your magnet and you you sort of will get what comes along with that it's a power dynamic. I'm giving you the bucks. You're giving me the boobs. And he's got to keep giving the bucks. Otherwise, she's going to find somebody else. And you got to keep giving the boobs. Otherwise, he's going to find somebody else. Okay? That is the vast majority. If people are honest, <laughs> here's the, I know this sounds cynical, <laughs> but the vast majority of people, this is how they operate. If women are really, really fucking honest, all right, really fucking honest, they're really concerned about what a guy does for a living and how much money he has and what his future is going to be like and all that. I mean, that's, come on now. And if guys are really honest, I can give a rat's ass about anything other than is she young and hot? That's what I'm looking for. Okay, yeah, she has a sense of humor. That's nice. And, you know, this or that, that's nice. But, you know, I'm looking for a young, hot babe. And the woman is like, yeah, if a man's got a good sense of humor and he's intelligent, yeah, fine. But if he's got millions, right? I mean, if he's got that, then, you know, we're in business. Okay, so I'm not trying to be cynical. I'm not trying to be overly negative. But that's how most people operate. That's really what's going on in the world. And I'm just trying to, if that's the kind of partnership you want, well, then men get more money. Women get bigger boots. That, I mean, and speaking of beauty in that regard. But then there's a whole different kind of needle. See, just because we have that biology, just because we have this evolutionary psychology, that doesn't mean that we have to operate by that. We can transcend our caveman-ness. We can transcend our cavewoman-ness. We really can live above our survival instincts because there isn't, we don't, we don't face the same survival issues anymore. We, you know, weather's not going to kill you. I mean, it kills a few people every year, right? But in a sense, you, if it's a really cold winter, you're not worried about making it. And you're really not worried about walking out your front door and maybe a lion jumps on you and eats you, right? And you're really not worried about some tribe from another city coming over, you know, and shooting you and taking your family, <laughs> Right? Okay? We don't we don't live in the same world anymore. But that doesn't mean those instincts are not in us. But it also means that we can transcend that. So I can transcend my attraction to young women and say, Roy, come on, grow up. Okay? Find a woman of depth. Find a woman that you can share life with. Find a woman that you know, inspires you in some way. Look for more than just how beautiful she is. Okay? 
And women can transcend the I need a man with lots of money because first of all, you can make your own money and you might make more money than him because you're not trying to survive. You don't need a man to provide and protect you anymore. You really don't. (laughs) And men don't need a woman to give them lots of babies so that they can, their tribe can survive warfare and harsh winters and animals. We can transcend all that. And all that means is that you can be looking for a a partner of depth, a partner of emotional and spiritual relational depth, not like the shallow stuff I was just describing. Does that make sense? And my guess is a lot of people who are listening to this podcast are on board with, I want to find a person who... um, has some depth, some character, some integrity. That, Of course, a woman wants to find a man who's doing something with his life and he's not living in his parents' basement playing video games all day, okay? And of course, a man's looking for a woman that when he looks at her, he says, wow, okay? But it's not like the shallow thing I was just describing, where that is all that really matters. Young, hot babe and a guy with money, Okay? So we can transcend that. Now, if you want to transcend that, you use a different kind of magnet because that's a different kind of needle. <laughs> right? Now you're looking for not a man of wealth, but a man of consciousness, a man of depth, a man of character, a man you can trust. Right? That's a different kind of man. He isn't attracted by making yourself as beautiful as possible. I mean, he likes beautiful women, but that's not really what makes him tick. He's looking for a a woman of some spiritual depth. And, 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 you know, if you, if you are a woman, like I said, yeah, you, you really do want a guy who's got his shit together, but you're, you're looking for something that's more than that. You're, you're looking for him to be a rock. You're looking for his presence, right? So that's a different kind of needle. And it requires a different kind of magnetic, uh, magnetism, whatever the word might be, all right? If you're shallow and you're a man, you want to get money. That's your magnet. If you're shallow and you're a woman and you're wanting to be provided for and taken care of because you're just lost in the survival thing, then you want to magnet. Your beauty is your magnetism and you've got to get beautiful in any way you can. Okay? So that's, those two go together. That's a subset. But if you want something deeper, if you want a man of character or a woman of, of a deeper heart that you can make life with, that you can really share the good times and the, the dark times and the tough times and, and, and really make family or you know just make a journey together, you have to use something else to magnetically attract that needle out of the haystack. Let me tell you what that is. Okay, Men, if you're looking for a woman who has some depth, what she's looking for is a man of what I call a man of presence. Presence. Now, what do I mean by presence? That It's the way that you carry yourself. It's the way that you are with her. Your presence means 
you are living your life with clarity of purpose. Like you do know who you are and where you're going. You've got a plan for your life. You, you may or may not have a lot of money, but you have a direction. You, you know what you want to do. You, you have presence in the world because you have a clarity about your calling, about why you're here, why you're alive. Something gets you up in the morning because you want to give something. You want to do something. You want to be about something. Okay, so a good, deep woman is attracted to a man, not necessarily by the size of his wallet, but by the clarity of his consciousness. Like he knows who he is and where he's going and how he's planning to get there. Okay, and also your presence is what she is attracted to when you are able to pay attention to her. When you are with her. Like one of the sexiest things, or, or, or if I, I should say this, if a woman ever says to a man, man, you get me, or he gets me, like she might tell her girlfriends, I just, I just like this guy so much, he, he just seems to get me, right? What she's saying is, you pay attention, that your conscious awareness is focused on her and you're, you're listening to her, you're, you're sort of penetrating her with your presence to the point where you know her heart, you know her mind, you, you, you get her. Do you follow me? The deeper the woman, the more magnetically attracted she is to a man of presence. When you wave your presence in front of a deep woman, meaning you're waving your clarity of consciousness and the strength of your presence that when you're with her, you are completely with her, you are dialed in with her. Being present with a woman means that when you're with her, she is literally the only person in the world to you. She's the only thing. You are all there. You're not lost in your own thoughts. You're not distracted by your projects. You're not thinking about what you're going to do tomorrow. You know, your eyes are not wandering around to whatever. You, when you're with her, you are with her, right? You are present with her. And you are present in your life in terms you're clear on who you are and what you do. When you wave that in front of a deep woman, oh my God, she's going to stick to you like a needle would stick to a magnet. It's the sexiest thing in the world to a woman. To a good one, a woman of depth. If all the woman wants is money, that's a different story. But if a woman has evolved beyond her survival instinct and she recognizes I don't have to live by that that ever-present instinct in me anymore. I, I can go beyond that. I can provide for myself. I can protect myself. There are no bears. There, there, there are no tribes coming to kill me. Um, then she's a, a woman who's, who's transcended that, and she's really attracted to different qualities. And that quality is what I call presence. Presence. So there are two things there, guys. If you're saying, man, finding a good woman is like finding a needle in a haystack, I would say then the way you find her is by magnifying your presence. And I'm, I'm just here to say most men could use to work on their presence. They could use to get more clear on who they are and what they're doing and what their purpose is. A lot of us men get lost with that stuff. A lot of us men don't really know who we are or what we want. We don't really wake up every morning having a sense that 
Yes, this is why I'm here. I'm here to do something. I'm here to contribute in some way. It doesn't have to be something grandiose. It could be, doesn't matter what it is. But you have a sense of who you are and what you're doing. Most of us guys need to get some clarity on our purpose. And most of us guys need training on how to be present with a woman. Right? I often talk about this with my male clients that, and, and I'll just give you a little snippet of this, guys, right here before I jump into talking about how the women can magnetically attract a man of depth and character. So for the man, being present means you are connecting with her from your head, your heart, and your gut. What it means by that, when you're present with a woman, when it's from your head, you're listening to what she's actually saying. You I mean, you're really paying attention to her words. Okay? Most of us guys don't do that. We're talking to a girl. We might meet a girl in a bar or an online date, and we're so self-conscious. We're, we're in our own head. Okay, does she like me? What am I going to say after she says this? Um, I, I wonder if I'm going to get a second date. You know, she's really cute, but I don't know. She, I'm probably not good enough for her. So you're, you're in your own head. You're, you're not present with her. You're present with yourself, <laughs> right? You're, you're in your own body. You're in your own consciousness. You're listening to your own voice in your own head. And when you're doing that, you can't be listening to her voice. You can't be in her body. You can't be in her heart because you're lost in yourself. And most of us men have a kind of insecurity to where we are deeply self-conscious. And when you're around a woman and you are self-conscious rather than her conscious, you're not going to magnetically attract her because she's not attracted to your narcissism. (laughs) She's not attracted to your nervousness. She's not attracted to your neediness. She's not attracted to that. She's attracted to your presence sort of entering her body and connecting with her. So men need to learn how to listen. Secondly, men need to connect from their heart. So when you're listening from your head, you know what she's saying. When you're listening from your heart, you know what she's feeling. See, when you're present with a woman, you can tell if she's happy, sad, angry, scared, disappointed, stressed out, overwhelmed, because you're so paying attention, you can feel her emotion. Sometimes you might be even to know her emotion better than she does. I mean, that truly is possible because sometimes when we're, we're, we're in an emotional state, we don't always know if we're really angry or sad or scared or what it might be. But when a man is really present and he's hearing the words and he's feeling into her heart, right? He's feeling the emotion, the feeling behind her words. Like he's paying so much attention that he, he's not only hearing the words, but he's hearing the feeling behind them. He's connecting with her. And then on the deepest level, you can connect not only from the head and the heart, but from the gut, meaning you're, you're, you're paying such attention, men, to a woman that you sort of know what she wants. You, you know what she's craving. You, you know what she's needing. You, you know what she's seeking, right? So she's telling you about her day. I mean, she's, you could meet some girl on a first date. And you know, you, you meet her for a first date. You meet her at a bar. Hey, I'm Roy. How are you? I'm sending you oh, how, How's your day going? And she might say, oh, my boss is an asshole. Eh, never mind. How are you? And you, if you're present, you'll say, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. I know we just met, but I would love to hear about 
your boss being an asshole. And okay, she's going to she's going to feel whether you mean it. She's going to feel like are you really wanting to be present with me or like what's going So she may open up and she may say, "Well, there was this project at work and you know, I did a lot of work on it and my boss gave credit to uh, somebody else for it in a big meeting today." And it just pissed me off. Okay, now if you're listening, you're going to hear that and if you're really listening, you're going to say, "Man, she's she feels angry. She she feels overlooked. She feels unappreciated. And so if you converse with her, say, wow, it really sounds like you probably just feel like nobody notices you and you feel unappreciated, huh? And she's going to say, yeah, ab- absolutely. Now, I'm telling you, just because you're listening and you're able to tell the emotions that she's having, now she's starting to trust you more. Okay, now she's like, okay, this guy's really, I mean, he's, he's, he seems genuinely interested in me. And so she's going to say more. Right, And eventually you're going to say, wow, it sounds like what you really want is for your boss to notice the contribution that you've been making at your job, it seems like, for years now. And he's really never noticed what you've been bringing to the table, right? And she's going to look at you like, yes. And she may whisper to her girlfriend, this guy gets me. (laughs) Okay, And if she says this guy gets me, you've got her. You got her. It's over. Okay, so this, when you're wanting, when when a man wants a woman, when he wants a needle in the haystack that is a woman of depth and character, a man has to get stronger in his presence. He has to know who he is and what he's doing, and he has to do work on himself to get clear on that. Because you meet a woman and you're like, oh, I don't know, I hate my job, I don't know what I'm doing, I don't really like it. I love playing, you know, World of Warcraft and video games and smoking pot and you know, and that kind of thing. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. She's not going to want to give you her heart for the rest of your life. Right? It's not that you need a lot of money. It's just you need some clarity on who you are, about what you're doing. Okay? And then you, most of us men need to be trained on how to listen from our head, our heart, and our gut. We don't, nobody teaches us how to do that shit. <laughs> Trust me. Nobody, schools don't teach it. Churches don't teach it. You didn't grow up learning this. My guess is your father didn't teach you as a son how to do this kind of stuff. Um, We have to learn how to do that. Does that make sense? But when you are present, when you wave the present magnet over that haystack, you will suck her right out of that haystack and she will stick right to you. (laughs) You get me? All right. Now let's turn it around. You're a woman of depth, and you're, you're wanting a man of depth. You don't, you don't, you're, you, you've transcended, you know, the evolutionary survival instinct, and now you want a man of, of, of some depth, of some character, who, who, yes, he wants a woman he's attracted to, but there's far more to a woman than that, right? And, he, and he's moving from that place. He, he needs a woman that, you know, that can challenge him that can challenge him intellectually, emotionally, sexually, uh, a woman that, that inspires him, a, a woman that, if needed, will kick him in the ass, a woman who, if needed, will provide a space for him to explore, right? If you want that kind of man, then getting a boob job isn't going to do it, it right? It, it, it's, it's not, because a man of depth is going to say, okay, fine, Fine, but I'm, I'm looking for more than just your physical beauty here, okay? That doesn't mean you don't take care of yourself and you don't stay fit and eat right and stuff. Of course, right? Don't, don't, 
don't throw the baby out the bathwater here. But he's just not looking for the young, hot babe because he wants more from a woman than that. Okay? Now, if that's the kind of man you want, it's not your beauty that gets him. It's your radiance. Now, radiance and physical beauty are not the same things. A radiant woman has nothing to do with the physical form. It doesn't have anything to do with how high your cheekbones are or how big your lips are or what your hourglass figure looks like. Okay, Radiance is the life force in you. It's your aliveness. It's your playfulness. It's your sensuality. It's your vulnerability. It's your spontaneity. It's your fierceness. It's your sexuality. Right? It's it's the life force moving through your feminine form. It's the way love moves through your body. Right? It's a it's a physical radiance. But again, it's got nothing to do with conventional beauty. You can be someone who is not conventionally like Hollywood, however Hollywood defines beauty or Madison Avenue and magazines. Okay, If you don't look like uh, who Megan Fox or Jennifer Aniston or I don't know what I can't think of somebody right now. But just because you don't look like that doesn't mean you're, you can't be and you aren't a radiant woman. Because it's got nothing to do, really, with your physical presentation. It has everything to do with your energetic presentation. It has to do with that inner life force, the the light of your consciousness, the the spirit that's in you, right? Your chi, your shakti, your your life force. That's, That's what it's really about. A man, a good man, is irresistibly drawn to radiant women, to women who are allowing that life force to flow freely through their bodies, okay? So, what does it mean to be a radiant woman? And how how do you brighten that shine, okay? Well, what it means, basically, is I mentioned six qualities, when, when a woman is radiant from the inside, there is a playfulness about her. She doesn't take herself that seriously. It's not, it's not, I'm not saying a sense of humor. I'm saying a general way of being in the world. There's a playfulness. There's a relaxedness. There's an, there's an easiness. There's, there's not a tightness and a stiffness and um, a, a controllingness um, and a seriousness. There's, there's just... I think it was Maya Angelou had a poem that said she's got a little a little skip in her step and a little wiggle in her hips, right? There's this there's just a playfulness about her. Okay? Secondly, there's a sensuality. Like she she really is in her body. We'll talk more about this in a minute. But she really is comfortable in her skin. And it, again, that has nothing to do with how big your body is. That has to do with just how much your senses are alive in you how sensual you are. Um, the third thing is vulnerability. A radiant woman is just has sort of an unprotected heart, right? Yes, her fierceness will make her set boundaries and not be a pushover and not get taken, taken advantage of. 
but there's a willingness to be open. There's a vulnerability. There's a there's a arms wide openness to a radiant woman. She's not scared, right? And then there's this spontaneity because she's just responding to life. She's responding to you. She's giving you feedback. If something you do makes her feel good, she goes, oh, if something you do makes her feel awful, she's like, ew, right? She, she's spontaneously alive, giving a man feedback on how she's experiencing him with pleasure or, or kind of ew, Right? A radiant woman is not afraid to let a man know how she feels in any moment. If he's being adult, she's going to say, "Ew, you're being adult. You're turn you're, you're you're really turning me off right now with your attitude, with the way you're treating people." And if he's doing something that's making her swoon, she's going to tell him, "Oh my god, it's like I almost had an orgasm just now from the way you you just handled that situation." <laughs> okay? That might be a bit extreme, but you get my point, okay? And then there's the whole sexuality part, right? So a radiant woman has these six facets, playful, sensual, vulnerable, spontaneous, fierce, sexual, okay? Now, how, how do you activate all that stuff? Well, you have to, you have to get rid of one thing and add another. A, a woman becomes more radiant as she gets rid of fear. You want to be a radiant woman? that will magnetically attract a deep man out of that haystack, then you, you need to get rid of your fears. And what does that mean? Fears that are built up from the past that are still stuck in you. The fears of being ghosted, the fears of being betrayed, the fears of being taken advantage of, the fears of being deceived. As a woman, you've been through it all. You've been through so many different things that have left scars and wounds on you. And if that past is alive in you, if that fear is alive in you, it will block your shine like the clouds block the sun. And a man's looking for your shine. He's looking for that brightness, that life force in you. But if if you have all that fear in you, your life force can't move. You can't be playful. You can't be vulnerable. You won't allow yourself to be sensual. You won't be spontaneous. You won't give feedback to a man, right? So... You need to identify what what are your fears and and how how is the past still alive in you? So that's your work. Just like men have to learn to be present in their clarity of their direction and in their ability to listen and be present with a woman, you need to let go of your past so that your heart can truly open and your radiance, that life force can really dance can really play because when it does that man will be running out of that haystack to jump all over you you follow me now that's so that's the one thing you you've, you've got to kind of get rid of is your fears and that's what i do as a coach by the way with men i help them learn how to be present clarity of their purpose and present with a woman with female clients i help them let go of their past so that their life force can move which is their attractive nature And then the other thing is you need to bring pleasure into your body. The more pleasure is is funneling through your body. I mean, I'm talking about whether it's music or certain foods or seeing nature. Uh, You know, there there are so many ways that a woman can give herself pleasure. The, the, The clothes that you wear, um... There's so many ways 
for you to make yourself feel good, for you to be happy to be alive, right? So not only are you letting go of all your fears that sort of block your heart and make you, you know, put a stop sign up to life and to men because you don't want to get hurt again. Not only are you letting go of that fear, you're also cultivating the juice in your body, the the yumminess of your existence, like like the joy of being alive, the joy of being. And you do that by by being a pleasure-holic. Like you want to be giving your body pleasure in things that you see and taste and touch and smell and hear, right? You want to be sensual. You want to bring pleasure into your body because when your body feels, when it feels pleasure, I'm telling you, a man cannot keep his eyes off of you, right? I mean, when a woman is in ecstasy, when she's writhing in ecstasy, do you remember remember the movie when Harry met Sally and Meg Ryan has the fake orgasm at lunch? Okay, you remember she was just acting as if she had all this pleasure going through her body. Could any man in the universe not stop and watch that? I'm telling you, men love to watch women who are feeling good in their bodies. Why do you think men go to strip clubs? Because the woman, you know, she's acting, of course. But she's moving, she's wiggling, she's, her, she's moving her body. And men can't resist to watch the life force move in a feminine form. I'm, gonna say, I'm not saying you got to be a stripper, for God's sakes. <laughs> I'm not saying that. The principle is when pleasure is moving through you, you got a little wiggle in your hips, you got a little swing in your step, you got a little, a little sass in your smile, you got a little twinkle in your eye, right? You, you, you are loving being alive because you're practicing things in your private life that just make you feel good in your body. I'm telling you, guys can see it. Guys can, I, I want to be a part of what she's got going on. It's, it's magnetic. The man will come running out of the haystack to be hooked up with this woman who has this life force in her. Now, I want to sort of wrap up and I just want to ask, guys, do you need to get more present? Do you need to get more clear on your purpose in life? And do you need some training on how to be present with a woman and not be all self-conscious and all that? And ladies, do you need to learn how to let go of your fears in the past and all of those dark clouds that block the sun from shining? And do you need to learn some practical techniques in your personal life that bring pleasure into your body so that when you're out in the world at the grocery store, at the post office, wherever you're going, you've, you've just, you've, you've just got the spirit, man. You, you, you've just got, like, you're walking on sunshine, like one of my past podcasts, right? Do you need to work on that? Of course you do. Now, you don't have to. Men, you don't have to work on your presence. And ladies, you don't have to work on your radiance. You can continue to look for the needle in that damn haystack. Go for it. You want to get all kinds of scars and bruises and scabs on your knees and your elbows because you're on the ground going through, looking through every piece of hay and breathing that shit into your lungs and 
all the disappointment and frustration, if you want that, go for it. But if you would prefer to effortlessly and magnetically attract a partner of depth, well, then let's work on presence and let's work on radiance. It's really fun too, by the way. (laughs) It's really fun work for a man to learn about presence and who he is and where he's going and how he plans to get there. It can be a little scary to face some things, but that's fun. And it's really fun for a man to learn how to get out of his own way and become less self-conscious and and narcissistic and worried, am I good enough for her? What is she thinking of me? To get out of his own head and learn how to be present in a woman's body. That's fun work. And for women, does it not sound fun? How much pleasure can I give myself? (laughs) How, How much joy can I bring into my body? And doesn't it sound fun to get rid of all the crap that blocks it? Get rid of all that pain from the past, let all that stuff go? Well, that's what I do as a coach. And I really don't think you can do this on your own. I, I really do think you need someone to come alongside of you and work with you on these things. Because a lot of times you can't see it yourself because you've been doing your life. It's like your eyeball can't see itself, right? You've been doing your life forever. And sometimes you need someone on the outside to ask questions, to challenge you in certain areas, to show you ways of letting go of the past, to help you find your purpose. You get me there? All right, so if you want to find your needle in a haystack and you really don't want to have to sift through all the crap and hate it and hope one day to find that stupid needle, (laughs) if you'd like to do it effortlessly and easily, well, you know where to find me. Email me at Roy at coachingwithroy.com. Call me, text me, 407-687-3387. In the show notes, is my website, coachingwithroy.com, and there's other resources there. In fact, in this show, I'm going to link. I have, I, have a, I have video courses for men on how to be what I'm talking about. It's called The Superior Man. It's a video. It's like an eight-hour video course. And I have a video course for women. It's called The Radiant Woman, right? So there's some online digital courses that you can take, but even those aren't the same as working directly with me. I've just helped too many men find their needle by becoming more present. And I've helped way too many women end up getting married to a man of real depth because they've really found the radiance within them and learned how to make it shine. Okay. I hope to hear from you. I'm not hard to find. Until next week, we'll talk then. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.